0: regular podcast episode 65 I, I i didn't keep up with the season thing i only had like season one time or twice <laughs> and then i went right back to the episode so it's episode 65 i think pretty short and um, i'm cooling how y'all doing uh lucy how you doing
1: i'm doing good how are you i'm
0: cool uh the week was kind of quick I feel like we just did a podcast like yesterday, (laughs) but I guess it was a week ago. So it's time to do another one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm I'm only getting into one thing that happened in the news this week, and that is, first of all, two things that happened in the news. First of all, I want to give a super shout out to D'Angelo Williams. He decided a few years ago that he was going to pay for women to get mammograms and it's to honor his mother that died from breast cancer. Not only did his mom die from breast cancer, he had four aunts die from breast cancer also. Wow! That's a lot of people very close to somebody to have, um, for one person to be dealing with breast cancer that closely. That's that's pretty close. So in 2015, he started to pay for women to get mammograms on his dime. Um, I'm, su- I'm surprised that Somebody, some doctor or physician, is not just doing them with his organization for free. That's strange to me. I guess they don't have to, but mm-hmm. that would be a good initiative to be a part of. I would think. I mean, I'm sure they can find a way to make it tax deductible I mean, for themselves. Medicare
1: are expensive, especially. If but it's,
0: it's just a, it's a, a doctors can do it. They yeah. charge a lot. Yeah, they charge a they lot, and to. then
1: a lot of times they're uh, more often than not, uh, you have. Um, it like abnormal um, results and they ask people to come back it's it's really like a money thing but right so i mean it's it's a lot of money to be made but it's made not in like they can do
0: a so. lot to be made but it's not like it's a lot of work for doctors they can do them no. no problem no so i'm just saying some doctors act like they're with the philanthropy game and they care about saving the world and all that so i'm sure he should be able to find one somewhere that's down with that he's been I'm doing sure it Pittsburgh, Memphis, Charlotte, and Jonesboro, Arkansas paid for over 500 mammograms since 2015. I'm sure it's expensive for him, so hopefully somebody can uh get with him and work with him to get the cost down so he can do mammograms for more for more women so that they can catch breast cancer early before it gets bad in these women. So I just wanted to give that shout-out to that black man doing what he can. You know, he, black men are... T- aren't nearly affected as much as black women are by breast cancer. And they say a lot of times that early detection can prevent a lot of deaths. Mm -hmm. So if they just, um, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was going to say, um, they say early detections is the best thing, but a lot of times, um, your insurance, a lot of your health insurance and stuff like that don't cover women under 30 to get, Um, mammograms so if you're under 30 you usually have to pay it out of pocket Uh, I mean I think that's a good I mean if you if you're like 27 28 29 and you know that you have you know family members that have breast uh, that have had breast cancer in the past it might be something where you you may you know use some of those health savings if you have insurance or or, you know just put a little money to the side and get the um and go ahead and get tested Get a, get the mammogram. And also, uh, like you were saying, a lot of men aren't affected, but um, they are. They do, you know, obviously get breast cancer. Even uh, Matthew Knowles just came out last week and um, said that he's battling breast cancer now. So, I mean. Well, I was saying not as much. Well, yeah, I know. Women. So, I'm just saying, like, you know, that's something that still men should you know look be on the lookout for it because it, it could happen so
0: it could happen and men do get breast cancer, mm-hmm. but you know that's it's like when an issue affects one group so much i don't I don't think we should sit there and say well we hey we get it too like no, we no, don't even I'm know what saying. the what the procedure is for us to get checked because that's not even a regular thing well
1: it's the same thing you would get a mammogram
0: well, I'm just saying like they don't nobody promotes that to men. But men don't, I don't, I, you ever met a man that died from that?
1: Not died from but I've heard, I've heard before. Um, you, you might know, have heard, like, but kids. we, like, when, but I don't okay, know how Okay, that's fine. I'm just saying no, that just everybody saying. should, you know. I'm be saying, on like, lookout for women,
0: it. It. it's a big thing, like, check, get with my man D'Angelo. Not get with him. If you are the a physician or you're in the medical field in some capacity and you can help him or you can start up your own thing, please do.
1: And if you need some, if you need one, uh, a mammogram or you don't have insurance, call local clinics. They do offer those uh, mammograms, like, on a sliding scale. These are some things that Planned Parenthood, I think Planned Parenthood does offer it as well.
0: They don't charge?
1: They they charge, but uh-huh. it depends on, they do a sliding scale, they ask your income, and there are ways to get it for free. Like, if you just go in there I mean, I hate to say, if you go in there and say, look, I don't have no job. I don't have no this, this, this you, you know, you could get it. Same way with birth control. Like clinics, I think they, they don't um, charge if, you know, all my VA people, all the people were are in the military, you can go to the um, VA and get mammograms. I mean, you'll be waiting for a long time, but hey, it's free. Go ahead and get it done. So,
0: All right. Shout out to him, fella. Okay, another thing in the news. Johnson & Johnson was hit with, a, with an $8 billion jury award over antipsychotic drug Risperidol. Now, Risperidol is just a brand name. Uh, the, the medication's generic name, as they call it, is Risperidone, or I don't know if that I is pronounced, or it may be just pronounced Risperidone. Uh, and this is a, what they call an antipsychotic medication. So let me read a little bit about this. A Philadelphia jury on Tuesday ordered Johnson & Johnson to pay $8 billion in damages to a Maryland man who said his use of Johnson & Johnson's antipsychotic Risperdal as a child caused enlarged breasts, and the company failed to properly warn of the risk. So pretty much like we all know, these, these, these companies and Johnson & Johnson was just in trouble for the same shit, knowing about something and not telling people. With the
1: baby powder.
0: Baby powder was causing cancer.
1: Mm-hmm. OK, Ovarian. Johnson
0: and Johnson, uh, having these these pharmaceutical products, because I would call uh, baby powder a product and not a medication. But Risperdal is a medication, prescription medication, a narcotic uh, scheduled by the FDA. They knew what types of risks this drug caused, yet they did not put it and they did not warn people. Of the effect. And this effect is a uh, side effect is called gynecomastia. And it is a condition that causes fe- what they call so called female breast in men and boys. Now, breasts themselves are not bad or wrong, but women have different types of breasts than men do. So, if a boy starts to develop breasts the way a woman would, We have an issue. That is a... That's a vein. I would be annoyed if I had it. But that's kind of just like something you see. But female breast is almost like an indicator of so much more that's going on inside the body. Okay? So, even though this lawsuit is about gynecomastia in boys. These people that have been put on this medication... Have had a lot more issues. Now let me read some more on this. It was the biggest award to date among the among more than thirteen thousand lawsuits against Johnson and Johnson, alleging that Risperdal caused a condition called gynecomastia in boys, which involves enlargement of breast tissue. Okay, the lawsuit generally the lawsuits generally claimed that Johnson and Johnson was aware of the risk of this side effect, but understated the risk to doctors. Me, like I just said, they knew about it; they just didn't tell people. And that's how a lot of these pharmaceutical companies get so understated. Them. So
1: what does, I understated? Understated
0: mean, means they didn't tell it. They it means they didn't tell them, or they just yeah. didn't? They said these are the side effects, but they left some out. Okay. So it's understated. They didn't tell all of the risks to doctors. Uh-huh. So doctors was out here prescribing it, not knowing part of the risk that, that involved it. So if they would have told people, hey, a side effect of this is gynecomastia, then it would have been on the person who takes it. Then they, they wouldn't have to pay any money. You see, like just if they would have said talcum powder can cause ovarian cancer. If you use it, that's on you. Mm-hmm. But they wasn't telling people. So that's where they get in trouble. So uh, it was. So it's another uh, paragraph about it. It is the late. It is also the latest in a series of costly setbacks for Johnson and Johnson in a slew of lawsuits alleging injuries from products and other claims. In August. I mean, yeah, in August, an o- Oklahoma judge ordered the company to pay five hundred seventy two million for contributing to the state's opioid addiction crisis johnson and johnson just on some trash man pretty much and they've been around for 200 years they they have been around for a very long time so they know pharmaceuticals they know how to they know how to market them they know how to get people to use the things that they have okay they know how to get people to use the things they have and and so they had the breast cancer thing They got the opioid thing Now they have Risperdal Which people have known about Risperdal for some years now mm-hmm. Last year a St. Louis jury found Johnson & Johnson should pay $4.69 billion in damages To 22 women and their uh, families Who blamed ovarian cancer Okay we just talked about that um, Johnson and, & Johnson, and Johnson is stupid They're talking about They deny the allegations They're seeking appeal to the baby powder And opioid decisions That's Come on so get out of my here Oh god Wow. Uh get out of here Johnson and Johnson with the foolishness
1: So does that prolong those ladies uh the money or Of course. That's ridiculous. Okay.
0: Of course. So they're not trying to pay. You know if you if you do a pill everything stops. Mm-hmm. So that is what it is. The latest verdict stems from a lawsuit filed by Nicholas Murray, who said his use of Risperdal between 2003 and 2008 caused gynecomastia. In 2015, a Philadelphia jury awarded Mr. Murray 1.75 in damages, which a judge reduced to 680,000. But he uh, but the judge had barred the jury from awarding punitive damages at that time. Now, this is the this is the sick part here. A judge in New Jersey. Okay, where where was I at just now? Okay, yeah, a judge in New Jersey. No, 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 no. I mean, I know what I want to, I know what happened, but I want to get it directly from these folks. Pretty much, uh, Johnson & Johnson, they're based in New Jersey, right? Pretty much, the judge is trying to work with Johnson & Johnson. Since they said that uh, the judge reduced it to 680, but the judge had barred the jury from awarding punitive damages, this judge is trying to use that ruling to stop Johnson & Johnson from having to pay anything else Mm -hmm. in any state. So they're trying to say, hey, use what we came up with up here in New Jersey or up here in, in Pennsylvania and apply that to every state, everywhere. And in Philadelphia, they're like, No. Maryland, they're like, no. Other states are going to allow lawsuits against New Jersey. Pretty much, I mean, against uh, Johnson & Johnson. Pretty much what's happening is if you don't have to sue Johnson & Johnson in the state that they're headquartered in. You can sue them in your own state Mm -hmm. because they operate nationally. A lot of times when you sue somebody, you have to sue them where they're at. But since Johnson & Johnson is national, they can be sued anywhere according to what's going on right now. So um, but Johnson and Johnson is trying to work with some legal people and they're trying to get things stopped saying like, nah, don't, don't you have to come up here and sue us. And our judge already said you don't have to we don't have to pay any punitive damages. So all of that is happening right now. And, and that's why that is. But now. What I wanted to do is go a little bit more deep, uh, uh, deeper into what Risperdal is, right, because it is an interesting drug and it's not the only drug of its kind. It is an uh, anti. No, that's not what I need. It's an, uh one of my one of my joints that went down. Okay, let me see here. Uh, Risperdal is an antipsychotic. Okay, it is what what people say is people who are diagnosed with autism. They are given this to kind of calm them down. Also, bipolar disorder. Also, schizophrenia.
1: ADHD as well.
0: It's not supposed to be. Okay. That's I'm what they they give it to people. That's the main people that get it. Usually. It's not supposed. No, no, no. It's for schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and autism. But they started
1: autism effects. Autism, autism. But people
0: right. who get diagnosed with autism can get put on risk with all. But the thing about right. it is though, they started giving it to people with eight on eight that have been diagnosed with ADHD or have these symptoms, mm-hmm. because they said, well, we'll just use this as like a. A catch-all for anybody who's who just acts too hyper for us like people with you know bipolar schizophrenia and another autism, thing all people these with
1: adhd is also um some places it, it doesn't uh carry as a disability because it's so hard to kind of prove it's not a disability i mean it's not it's but i mean in I mean, some it cases be it a is disability in some cases it, 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 it's it fake, is it's fake though. Well, that's I'm saying okay. When I say in about. the eyes of like social security and stuff like that, it's a disability. It could be a disability, but it's very, very hard to get that diagnosis. But that's what this As entire ADHD. scandal
0: is about. People are being overdiagnosed with ADHD. So a lot just of people that on, think
1: they have ADHD and say they have ADHD. They it's very, very hard to be what diagnosed. No, with what they're a- saying ADHD. is nobody
0: has ADHD. It's fake. It's not a real thing. Like when you look into the science behind what ADHD is, even the doctors say. Usually I don't just know.
1: thought it was like sensory issues. No, we don't know anything. what causes
0: it. We don't know what it is really. But people who act hyper, they can be diagnosed with ADHD. What's well, the
1: same with autism then if that's the case. Because people don't know what causes that. No, exactly. I mean, nobody knows what causes But it definitely ain't fake.
0: No, it's not that it's fake. ADHD is not what autism is. Well, okay. Because me and you can start... Wailing out and go get a diagnosis for ADHD. If we want to be put on medication, mm-hmm. it'd be very hard for us to act like we're on the autism spectrum. It'd be very hard to do that. Some sometimes teachers who deal with children that are just hyperactive, they'll say, "Hey, listen, your child is acting up. What we could do is we could put them in special ed, or we can give him medication to calm them down." And that's mm-hmm. what happens a lot of times. So that's why some people feel this has been an attack on young boys now. So they started to diagnose this, and they also have another drug that's very similar to Risperdal called Seroquel. And then they have another one. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember the name. Now, Seroquel is a very common one. Risperdal is a very common one.
1: Clonidine is another.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that one on this list. Okay. But, okay, so let me read a few facts about Risperdal for y'all. Okay. It's an antipsychotic medication that works by changing the effects of chemicals in the brain. Now, I'm getting this from drugs.com. Okay, this is they claim to be experts on medications, pharmaceuticals and things like that. Respidol is also used to treat symptoms of bipolar or manic depression in adults and children who are at least 10 years old. Now look at these look at these age ranges, okay? Risperdal is used to treat schizophrenia in adults and children who are at least 13. Now, Risperdal treats, I just said, bipolar from 10 and older. Risperdal is also used to treat symptoms of irritability in autistic children who are 5 to 16. Let's think about this. Because we know about medications, we know how pharmaceuticals and chemicals affect the human body. Not whether it's a, a child or an adult or a woman or a man. These medications affect the human body adversely most of the time, right? So if this drug is not safe... For anybody but thirteen years and up when it comes to schizophrenia, why would a child with autism get it at age five?
1: Yes.
0: This is very odd. This they definitely
1: a, give it to children. At yeah, this, age strange, five or six. this is
0: strange to me. So why are they why if it's if if it's okay for children, it should be okay for children. If it's not okay for children, then it shouldn't be given to children. Okay. Because a lot of these things make sure they say, a lot of these lists make sure they say it's for adults. But then they throw children in just to, oh, but children this age can have it too. Very strange to me. Very strange to me. Let's see. Now, let, let, let's, let's look at the side effects of Risperdal. Uncontrolled muscle movements, breast swelling or tenderness in men or women, nipple discharge, impotence, lack of interest in sex. Missed menstrual period. Now, this is very strange how how much Risperdal affects the the sexual reproductive system. But, okay. Severe nervous system reaction. Very stiff or rigid muscles. Uh, Low white blood cells. We know, white blood cells help us heal. And and that's our immune system and things. Low levels of platelets in your blood. So, you bruise easy. High blood sugar. Penis erection erection that is painful or lasts four hours or longer. Now, I I want y'all to really think about that. This penis erection that lasts four hours or longer. That's strange because this drug also causes the overproduction of prolactin in the body. Now, Prolactin is this chemical that is natural in humans, and it's really for women, and it helps them with all things reproductive. It helps them to lactate, and it helps them to breastfeed. While breastfeeding, it helps women keep their fertility low so they won't get pregnant while breastfeeding. And uh, it, it just it, It's a chemical in their brain, in everybody's brain, but it's a chemical that women use for breastfeeding, pretty much. But men have it also, according to doctors they don't know why men have it I'll just read you exactly this encyclopedia says the function of prolactin in males is not known. is that strange i'll say I'll say prolactin is in males just because we come from women so it's just like okay it's just in us we don't have a need for it but it's in us maybe maybe there's a need for it but does not do you
1: think it has anything to do with those uh the cues or baby signals that um I don't know how to explain it but basically when you know your child's born and your milk comes in or right right at that point in the beginning uh as soon as you have your child um your boy or, or girl your baby is supposed to help with the contract with contractions which I didn't really realize that until our second child. That I mean, it's just certain cues that your baby has as far as crying, as far as like latching, just knowing to latch, as far as like know your body knowing as far the baby grows, you get more milk or like little things like that. I don't know if that if it makes sense, but I don't, and I'm just trying to figure it out too. Uh, what a male a, a male child or a male you know person would have prolactin for I that's don't what I'm understand saying. I'm like, assuming
0: it's just a human thing we come from women women make it so it's just in us just because we come from y'all I, because think about it everybody starts out female and as this embryonic everybody starts out female then when you change it when you change into uh, just like we have but if
1: that's the case it would y'all would have everything that we had and y'all, do, y'all don't we
0: kind of do it's just different forms like y'all have clitoris we have penises know well, no, I have mean, ovaries what, we have testi- I'm talking we about have everything just certain
1: things like uh, like reproductive eggs, or so. Like, we have yeah. sperm. You we have, have sperm, everything but, y'all have, but okay. it just
0: it just works differently. So that's what I'm saying. I think maybe the prolactin is in there only because we was women. I mean, not women, but you know, we start out as girls and then we morph into whatever. I'm, but I'm assuming it's a human thing and we mm. all just have it because it's a mammal thing or whatever like that. Okay. Because I think all mammals have prolactin, right? But the reason I'm bringing it up is. Because prolactin, they they said that um this drug risperdal can cause uh, an erections for long periods of time that may be painful, right? But also it causes the hyperactive the hyperactive production. Seems like that would prolactin. be counteractive, right? Right, the hyperactive uh, production of prolactin, right? But prolactin causes impotence in men. Prolactin causes infertility. In he, men.
1: what is impotence
0: it means you can't get erectile dysfunction you can't get hard
1: does it mean you can't uh ejaculate or does it mean you can't, you can't get, hard. get
0: hard okay so men can still ejaculate but they won't have spe- so another thing that prolactin causes it causes us to not produce sperm mm-hmm. so you know you could ejaculate just won't be any active sperm cells in their pro- spermatozoa or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. you won't be able to get anybody pregnant mm-hmm. so it's having the same effect that it I has mean it's, with women.
1: it's it's like a form of Harsh birth control But I mean, it's in us
0: Only because Like we don't have a re- Y'all have it because of Breastfeeding We have it because We just have it I guess
1: They also said What you said Missed menstruals mm-hmm. And I've heard it actually Stops menstrual Right um, But that's
0: be- Yeah Well you talking about Prolactin
1: mm-hmm.
0: Prolactin No no, causes- no I'm
1: talking about Rispidol
0: Rispidol causes prolactin And prolactin causes All the other stuff With reproductive Right So In, in, in men though I think it's. I thought it was interesting that it causes these long erections, but it also can cause.
1: Uh, yeah, that's just cause
0: of... erectile dysfunction and impotence, and you yeah. can't uh, produce sperm. Yeah. So what I'm trying to get to is, and I can get into. It seems like a whole lot of anatomy and physiology stuff, but it. Twenty six minutes in, it could. Risperdal seems to be having counteracting or counterbalancing effects in people, boys and girls. It makes you want to do something, but it's telling your body to do something else, right? It's supposed like, they give it to you because you have ADHD, but then prolactin can only, be, uh, can only be produced in the body when dopamine is low. And we know when your dopamine is low, that causes depression right so this drug is causing you to produce this chemical that's stopping a bunch of other stuff in your body and causing a lot of issues now for a woman i think uh that y'all y'all have like a lot of stuff going on with y'all way more than than us with so, your reproductive system right, right? so so with, with with boys this drug is causing boys to stop producing sperm stop getting hard as much and then start to produce girl, female breast, and then lactate as boys. To me, and and I'll just say a lot of dudes in prison are on this medication, and Seroquel, which is the same thing. They're on this medication. I think there's a connection between like chemical imbalance and criminality. Not that I just think it, but I'm sure a lot of people think that also, and a lot of people think that people with mental health issues commit crimes because they just don't grasp rules and regulations the same way everybody else does now of course a lot more people break laws than just people with mental health issues but if you're on a medication like this and your chemicals are imbalanced and you're impotent you don't know why and you're depressed because this drug is blocking dopamine it's much better chance that you're going to do something violent right
1: and i with when it comes to uh girls or women <clears throat> uh it it makes more sense not saying that it's a good thing because i think it's, it's kind of some this is some crazy stuff but it makes more sense uh for the effects that it's having on women um or girls <clears throat> because it's like it's basically, with with these things, it's kind of like, and I've been told personally that this, if you want, if, you, if you know, you have somebody, you know somebody on the spectrum, because I know women that the... I know people who have children with autism. The first thing they say is the first uh, medicine that they did have for their child was Risperdal ris- or ris- whatever. And they ended up having to take them off. But um, it makes more sense to me that, you know, women... girls that has that effect on them because a lot of, once girls get of a certain age, around 10, 11, 12, uh, they get more, it goes beyond just, you know, maybe being autistic and having some meltdowns and some sensory issues It's now going towards, uh, PMS and, um, mood swings and puberty, I mean, puberty's boys and girls, but it just, it's, it's a little different for girls. I mean, it's a lot different for girls. Um, so with them stopping a menstrual cycle, I'm not sure if it stops the P- PMS that goes along with it because as somebody that's been on birth control for a very long time in the past, um, I know that yeah, you, it might stop your menstrual, but those mood swings still come. Um, but it, I'm just saying, it makes more sense to me that uh, this has these effects on women. It's absolutely it doesn't make any sense to me that men are like that they're even prescribing this to men, like giving this to men because it's like it makes it just makes no sense. I well, would boys understand. get diagnosed with these boys mental men- disorders more. Right, no, I get it. I'm just saying, just the medicine and the science behind it. I'm saying I could, I could kind of wrap my brain around. Not saying that it's something that you know you should give to your daughters or anything. I'm saying it makes more sense as to, um. It's stopping a menstrual. it's stop is you know giving it's more estrogen because once we get when you get birth control, it's more estrogen, and then it's stopping birth control. It's kind of tricking your body into already thinking it's pregnant. Um. And and it's then probably the PMS is getting a little lighter, the, the, the mood swings is getting a little lighter. Um, just certain things like that. So I'm just saying I understand that more. I just don't understand at all why, why anybody would prescribe this drug for a, a male child or, you know, a man.
0: It's just more money. If it was only for girls, then they wouldn't make that much money because girls sit still more in school.
1: Well, I mean, not these girls that's on these. I'm saying not specifically these. these I mean, a lot of those
0: girls, there's not that many of them, is what I'm saying. Mm. Like, more girls are, they behave well in school. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is coming from school. But we're
1: talking about women. We're talking about little girls and women on the spectrum. And we're talking about little girls and women on. The spectrum schizophrenia. is the third. Okay, that's usually like a guy thing, right? I right. mean, I hate to say it like that cuz I is. mean women do have it as well. But, but it's I'm bigger, just saying yeah, it's bigger with dudes. Yeah. And that's like around the age of like 22, 21, 22. That's when 22. they could really That's but, when it but usually they could see it earlier
0: if it's bad bad.
1: Gets at its probably its worse at that point so.
0: But they they diagnose boys with this stuff more for for whatever reason than girl. Well, they say it's because just it's just something about boys that they just act more hyper than young girls do. That, and that goes into where people try to do who matures faster and all of that it's just boys are just more hyper Do active. you
1: so what do you think about schizophrenia itself like do you do you think it's any because i mean i I know people with that that's been diagnosed with that, and I'm gonna be honest like i I see where they could you know have a case that they do have that like i don't i don't i'm saying like do you see, because, you know, you said people just get uh, diagnosed with ADHD. Like, it's, like, easier for people to just say, oh, that person has ADHD. Right. But as far as, like, schizophrenia, the, the cases that I've seen, like, the people that I've seen that has schizophrenia, it's, like, very clear to me that they have it. So I'm saying, like, what do you, do you think that that's something, like, not true? Or do you think that, I mean. How could I, I can't say that's No, not true. no, no, what I'm saying is do I you know think. I people that had schizophrenia, they. They're not faking. They're not faking, right. But what I'm saying is, where do you think that that comes from?
0: Schizophrenia? Yeah. I mean, it's just a chemical imbalance. I mean, it's not even imbalanced. That's just the way they are. But chemically, they're different from us.
1: Right. I get that. But I'm saying, you you know how at one point they were one way? It, they were fine maybe till they were like 18, 17, 18. And then it was like, I don't know if something traumatic happened or what, but they just completely changed. I'm saying what do you think where do you think that usually like comes from I mean from? I haven't
0: done any research on schizophrenia like at all because I've seen it and i I don't think I mean it's probably something to it, but I don't think it's it's much to really explain except these some people are just wired a certain way I don't think it's I think it's the same thing with any wiring like any mental wiring like like if you're uh somebody who's wired for addiction. You're not going to be addicted for your whole life. You, eventually, something's going to happen, and then you're going to have all these addictive behaviors. The same mm. thing, I think, with schizophrenia. That's why they say people, when they hit 21, that's when it just kicks in. But a lot of them exhibit behaviors way before that. The, the thing about it is, though, it's just eventually it's going to kick in. I think it's the same thing with a lot of that stuff. The mental stuff. Like you might be, Some people might be wired for depression. Some people, bipolar disorder. People, we was in elementary school with people, we don't remember, well, I don't, not too many people was bipolar. Mm. But I'm sure some of them people developed into that later on in life, though. So, I think it's just, some of that stuff is, just like even children on the the autism spectrum, it don't show up immediately when they're born. It it shows up after some time. Like, that's just, I don't know. To me, I think it's just how they wired. I don't think it's really nothing they can do about it. That's why I say ADHD is so different. You could tell the difference between the people that I know. People that just like me, like if I would have went to the right school, they would have made me get on that. They would have said I was had ADHD. So that's to me is just like a a school thing. They was trying to get kids to sit down, and they were also trying to get big money because you know this thing hit. This wasn't approved by the FBA, FDA until '93. The crack era. This is the end, like towards the end of what we know is the crack era and then they hit kids with with this medication and then another and Johnson thing is cold, as right?
1: well like uh at that time and i noticed this personally um at that time they were offering women around the 90s or um that if you put your child on that medicine if they felt if you felt like you know they should be on that medicine they were also um, that was what you needed to get, uh, social security checks, like right away. Well, like, for those disabilities. Well, for those disabilities, right. right. But I'm saying that was like you could get it from through the school. Right. Um, the school would the school nurse would give it to them, and um, and and I noticed because I I've, I've seen this like school nurse would give it to them, and as soon as you get it from the school nurse, you go down. To social security, they um they give them they, they stamp them and say this is what they have. They give you uh you know a few hundred dollars or whatever, and that is something that was you know you would get a 504 uh, on, in your school or IEP or whatever, and that would be your disability. So, a lot of these women that were um just a lot of people I don't say women, a lot of parents were just going and putting their children on there um, based on. Well, it Some was mostly stuff.
0: mothers at that time, but it was yeah, it was right. a system. They was taking advantage of women that was poor. Poor, right? So that's the thing. Single mothers. They was taking advantage of. But I wasn't even because a lot of this, like I felt like after because I had all day. I was thinking, "Yo, we are gonna get into this." But then when I started reading it, recording, mm-hmm. I was like, "This is too much science, like for this." But you brought this up, so I'll at least get into this part right here. Mm-hmm. They say, see, when you look up like um, stats on ADHD and this medication, mm-hmm. it says that like white boys have it higher than everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. But this what? Is ADHD and uh, like prescriptions to these type of medications. But this is the cold part about it. It's because, and Autism. this is, I guess you can call this a conspiracy theory because I don't have hard facts, but this is something that black people know. Mm-hmm. Black families... Don't go to psychologists and psychiatrists a lot, right? When these black kids get put on these medications, it's because the school has some school administrator. Well, we
1: can't afford them as much. They have
0: a school administrator and that person says, hey, we got a person that can diagnose them and get them prescribed with this medication. Do you want to do it for whatever reason? Like the money, your kid is crazy. We're going to kick him out. We're going to put him in special aid. All these different things they tell the parent and then they say, what you want to do? The parent says, do it. That Those kids don't get counted with these statistics that come from psychiatrists and psychology firms around the country. Because they're not... This is some school nurse that, that mm-hmm. did this. And they got with a doctor that could prescribe it. Mm-hmm. But those kids aren't counted, though. So all of these black kids that get put on this medication, they're not counted. But this is what they say, and uh, this doctor says, uh, in regard to ADHD, most literature... Related to race concerns African-American and white children. So we have very limited information on other groups. What they're trying to say is there's not a lot of info based mm-hmm. on race, right? Most of the body of research on ADHD is on children, mostly boys, of European Caucasian ancestry in the United States, Europe, and Austra- Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and Brazil. Pretty much, they're only studying the effects that it has on white boys. Meaning, they give it to all these other kids... And and improperly also, mm-hmm. kids that just need a different style of learning or kids that may have had a bad day or two, maybe a few bad days, but they're coming out of the crack era, right? They might have had a lot of bad days, but they're diagnosing them with ADHD in the school. Somebody that work at the school is giving them medication that no legit doctor that cares about that child gave to them, right? Teachers and African-American parents rate African-American children as more active and impulsive then teachers and Caucasian parents rate Caucasian children. Notice I said again,
1: teachers and African-American
0: parents because the number one consultants for black families for a long time has been teachers. Black families are not going to psychologists and psychiatrists mostly because of their children. If they do, most of the time, that link was made through school. Right? And like I said, when they have these meetings and they do these things at school, it's not being counted the same way these other kids that go to psychiatrists or, or psychiatric hospitals. These kids yeah, are being counted totally different,
1: and and that's what I was saying. Uh, yeah, like like you said, we don't go necessarily to psychologists and you know therapists, things like that. Number one we can't afford it. Number two, like black people depend on the schools for a lot more than white people do. So as far as like, um, even as far as like eating. You know like they Poor black people Poor people Right but Because we can afford black...
0: Psychologists and psychiatrists we don't do it still And we're black Well it's no we us. can't
1: afford I'm saying yes, as a whole I don't, I don't I'm think not that's not talking a... about me and you Well no we can That's what I'm probably. saying Probably Right no we can afford that And we but still
0: I... don't I'm saying it's not even a money We just It's just not something we do Normally Well
1: well, honey, we we use psychologists a lot. I mean, not, we, not lot. therapists and things like that a lot.
0: Therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists—two different things.
1: Well, I'm saying Three we have things. we have act we have went to psychiatrists. Gone to the, I'm talking about where, like where they I'm sit saying, with our
0: child regularly and diagnose them with something and uh, and and uh, give them okay. medication and all that. We have done that, but that was once, twice a year.
1: Okay, what I'm saying I'm saying that that was on scale with anybody in this. Uh, it's on scale. Anybody that's going to a psychiatrist or anything, that's about the same amount of time that every, that people do it. Cause you so, know, white kids that go to the to, to the doctor. They don't week. just go. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm just, well, okay, let me, let
0: me, I was, I wasn't done with the race thing because they was, they was talking about how, all right, look, let go me ahead, see. Go ahead. it was unclear why this is, but it, but it could be most adults in the United States have internalized a stereotype about African-American children. It could be that there's a cultural variation in behavior. For example, many African-Americans are encouraged to call out in church and speak and speaker audience interactions, whereas many Caucasian-Americans are encouraged to listen, I don't like this word, listen respectfully in those settings. We listen respectfully. We do the norms in our church. That is respectful when you when you yelling out in black churches when they when everybody's praise your worship it's it's respectful to do it with them.
1: What does it have to do with this? I, I don't. Understand. It makes
0: sense though, because it's the way we come up. The way we come up is we're, we're not remember. All right, I'm not gonna bring it up. No, just oh what? No, I'm not gonna bring. Oh. But it's just the way that we come up. So let's say from age one to four, zero to four, right? If we go to church, which a lot of us did growing up, we go to church normally and we go to these churches that do a lot of praise and worship stuff and people are loud and people have fun, people clap, shake tambourines, we whatever, they might do some get up, hug your neighbor, all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. That that teaches us that this is how you behave when you're in group settings. Okay. Whether we say that's but that's different, but it is just how we are brought up, right? We go to family functions, everybody's moving around, laughing, joking, some people drinking, whatever. That's just how we come up, right? Okay. So it makes sense that when we go to school, we act the same way. Like I said, girls, they take direction differently than boys. We take it worse. Boys take it worse. So we don't know, turn it off. Little boys have a harder time turning that off than girls do. But black kids, for the most part, we... Take and what we learn. More
1: socialized, like not even more socialized. It's just, just that we, we, we act out more. I know what I mean. I know we just what do,
0: mean. we just get up. We're just taught. This is how you act in the group. Fellowship. And, and they're not, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. They're not, but this is the thing though. When you go to a school, like when you go to a school with teachers that are not from your culture, they perceive that as you're hyperactive. You need to be put on medication. That's what this uh, article was about. It's about how teachers perceive black kids. To have to, that's why I said ADHD is kind of made up. It's up to the person observing you. Because like I said, if I would have gone to certain schools, they would have said I had ADHD. But, I mean, I, they just never said it about me. But, And then the way white kids are perceived, white kids are perceived as the normal. So when you pers- this is how a kid should act, the white kid. Anybody not acting like that, they must be something is wrong with them. And then either uh, even other white kids, they might act different from what they perceive a regular white kid to act, and they'll say that kid has some kind of psychiatric disorder and put him on medication also. But we know where a lot of the school shooters are coming from, so those kids really are the ones with the psychiatric disorders. Now, black some black kids do have them also, but I don't think it's I think the the medications cause them. I don't think it's the other way around. Hmm. I don't think that they had the medication first and then they needed. I don't think they had the issue first, then they needed the medication to calm down. I think they were regular black kids, got put on medication because of the environment they were in, their mom got taken advantage of maybe, or maybe they had a few bad days too many in a row. Mm -hmm. back
1: then, you think that's still the case now?
0: I don't think it's happening as much now. A lot of these cases, people take taking their kids off this stuff because they have heard these commercials been around for some years now. Hey, well, I don't your know if they take
1: kids. I'm, I mean, I'm, my I,
0: cousin just said it today. Told
1: me today. Well, I don't know. If, I mean, they, maybe they are, but there are still a, a whole lot of kids on Ritalin, on Adderall. Well, on, that's
0: di- those are different type
1: of things. Okay, but I'm saying they're still on these medications of to help. Supposedly calm them Yeah but they don't all down. have
0: these Super wild side effects though And I'm saying and Adderall's they have, not causing boys to, to No
1: but I'm saying And they also impotent. have ADHD Supposedly like they have ADHD And they're giving them their But maybe those are proper with, medications Maybe Maybe
0: Risperdal is just causing The wrong things to, to happen Maybe Cause a lot of people In college take um, Adderall So they can And they excel in college it's not like they It's like, something
1: that's supposed to be to get you to focus. But I'm saying this specific right. thing... is not having
0: that same effect.
1: Or, right, because Risperdal is probably for um, children or people higher on the spectrum that have a lot harder time. Um,
0: but it's also a focus medication. That's why they started giving it to people with ADHD. They they to See, I thought it was only it because
1: people. of the the behaviors that come from the uh But it's
0: up to the teacher to say if that behavior Because they say
1: those behaviors are, are, are pretty violent as well with ADHD and like, you know, with uh, autism and stuff like that.
0: It's so up to I'm the just, just like you I'm said that they would come to the to the parent and say, Hey, you can get this much money, your kid kinda does some of these things a little bit. I mean, we they kinda a little bit. I mean, they stand up sometimes in class while we're talking. I mean, they kinda I mean, we're going to kick him out. So what do you mm-hmm. want to do? That's how they that's how they come at these women.
1: I mean, and, they, and and like I said, they do it today. They still not saying they give them the money and stuff like that. They don't use that because people aren't probably aren't doing as bad. Um, no. Well, people are make people are making a little more money now. It was
0: different coming out of crack. Era. It was
1: different, but what I am saying is they still are like kind of pushing it. Like now, you they can't force you to get on, you know, force you to put your child on the medicine, or and say, oh, you either put them on the medicine, or we leave them behind, or we put them in, you know, resource classes and stuff. But they are saying, like, look, we can't deal with some of these private. Um, places like we can't deal with them. um have you talked to a doctor about maybe prescribing them or something because um we're we're really having a hard time dealing with them. and then before you know it, they're kicking them out or they're calling you every day. and so, but, so but just say there's though. a lot
0: if if they have medications that cause change in a positive way, then okay. but if you, Do give you feel s-
1: like that though feel, you, you like, don't yes feel I like, just
0: said Adderall helps some of these kids out. I would. I wouldn't want to put my child on it, but I'm not going to tell another mm-hmm. parent not to put their child on right, it. Right? No, it's I wouldn't.
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm uh, so I'm, I, not going to I'm the whole way past medication. that point in in. I don't where like no medication. I don't. I don't, take I don't tell people what you know how. To, what to put? You but know, if it was Risperdal,
0: I would tell somebody not to take it because okay. I know certain dangers that come with. It. I wouldn't say that about everything though, unless somebody said, "Hey, these are the dangers." I came get. Out.
1: You, I get what you're saying, but there is something. Also, to be said about feeling scared or that your child could be a danger to him or herself or somebody That's fine. else. They probably have and medications then, for that. And then ending up in prison and stuff, just certain things. I'm just saying, I'm just saying we should, we gotta look at
0: I'm looking at why. I'm saying, I wouldn't do this one, pick a okay. better one.
1: Okay.
0: I'm saying I wouldn't do it myself, but I wouldn't condemn another person for choosing the right medication for their child. I'm saying some of these joints have wild side effects and it's been known now. If you put your child on Risperdal in 2019, you don't care about your kid. There's too much. There's too much that we know. Okay. There's too much that we know now.
1: You can't say that.
0: Yes, I can say that. That's like, that's like, remember back in the day where, well, this, this is a long time ago, but I don't know if some people are still doing this, but some people used to get their kid's alcohol to help them go to sleep. You doing that today? We know too much now. If you're doing that today, you you tweaking? Like we know way too much now about alcohol and we know alcohol is in cough syrup. But mm-hmm. come on, if you're doing that nowadays, you you you're wilding out, man. All right, that went way longer than I wanted it to go, but it's cool because we're still under an hour right now. Now, uh, now, now, what's going on now? I wanna I wanna discuss. We got to make a hard turn. (laughs) Hard turn. If you made it to this part of the podcast, I might even have to... I don't know if I might have to chop some of that down.
1: I don't think you should. I think so.
0: It was 40 minutes of... That's okay. Because I didn't didn't go even like I wanted to go, but it was... And then it started getting rambly. Because it was a lot more science than than it seemed like before I started saying it out loud. Okay. Now, (sighs) for anybody who is into music... There's a few genres that are much more near and dear to our hearts as black people than other genres. Right now, that would be hip-hop and R&B. In past generations, there was blues, jazz, rock and roll. Gospel was real big. Gospel's still big now. but Country. Um, yeah, country, you know, whatever. All, all of those type of music. You know, house music is still big in certain places in the country. Go, go. Jersey Club Like You know A lot of different Bounce music You know Bass mm-hmm. There's a lot of different types But right now Hip hop and R&B is that t-
1: And And these are like Sub genres right
0: I mean If you want to call it that But But then we want to Discuss R&B albums I do mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about The best 10 R&B albums Of the last 10 uh, 5 years Shea doesn't think There are that many So she's gonna do the top 10 of the last 10 years.
1: Right. You should go first.
0: No, you go first. Why? Well, because I'm said, talking about more recent stuff.
1: Well, I, I'm i doing 10 years, so it's going to be an overview of, of the whole 10 years. But so you don't like a is... lot of stuff
0: that's from nowadays, so go ahead. Knock yours out. Come on. I'm not going to dispute it or, or mess with your whole thing.
1: So you're just going to let me say it? and that's Yeah, it? I mean,
0: I'm letting you get your list off. Just say your list. And then I'm going to say mine, then we could discuss what we want to discuss. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, okay. Well, first of all, you told me to... Um on to the albums that I was ranking basically. yeah, like like yeah I, I, let me just do it, I got thirty albums well, t-
0: say what I said so that they know what you yeah,
1: okay, so basically we got we had a little back and forth, um it's not none bad no it's just, I mean about
0: the list i I, mean, I asked shay to let make me a long how I list. say I, how I, I asked Shay to make a long list so that she can let y'all know what she was choosing Honey. from so that she could let y'all know what she was choosing from right so good
1: okay so i have a long list it's 30 albums and this is in the past uh the last 10 years so on this list i have um anti rihanna electric lady janelle Monet, raymond versus raymond usher Black Summer's Night, Maxwell. Her, her. Loud, Rihanna. Rated R, Rihanna. The Weekend Trilogy, Jill Scott. The Light of the Sun, T-Pain. Three Rings, Maya. T.K.O. Justin Timberlake. Twenty Twenty Experience, Tony Braxton and Babyface. Love, Marriage, and Divorce. Summer Walker. I don't remember what the name of her album is. It just came out like last week, a couple weeks ago. Chris Brown. Fame. John Legend, Evolver, Bryson Tiller, Trap Soul, D'Angelo, I can't, that's a long name. Jasmine Sullivan, Reality TV, Carrie Hilson, In a Perfect World, Miguel, All I Want Is You, Marsha Ambrosius, Late Night, Early Morning, Janay Iaco, Sail Out, Her, uh, well, I already said her, uh, Ryan Leslie, Ryan Leslie, Beyonce 4, Salon, Just Seated at the Table, Raheem Devon, The Love Experience, and Daniel Caesar fruit, Freudian, Freudian, whatever. So of those albums I picked, um, it was very hard to pick, but these are also, I don't say these are probably not the biggest albums. These are the best albums to me that came out, um, within the last 10 years. And then I went to, um, a top 10. So, I'm going to go 10. 10 was uh, Daniel Caesar. So what I have um, for number 10. Does it no, name it out? No. F- Freudian? Freudian? What is it called? Freudian. 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 It's 10, Daniel Caesar. Number 9. Now, this isn't a personal fave. I liked it, but I'm saying I think it had a lot of impact. So, number 9, I got Bryson Tiller, Trap Soul. Number 8... I have um, one of my faves, Marsha Ambrosia's "Late Night, Early Morning." Number seven, I got her—the um, her album, not the. Um, she she made another. She made like an LP. Or EP. I used to know her. Not no, it's not. I knew. I used to know her. It's oh.
0: just
1: her. No, H- I'm saying you said not. Yeah something. yeah, not. I used to right, know right. her. It's just her. So it's basically her in the front of the album with like a shadow. That's what it is. Uh number six, I have Beyonce Four. Number seven. No, I'm sorry, number five. Where am I here? Number five, I have Raheem Devon, The Love Experience. That's a personal favorite. Number four, I have Carrie Hilson in a perfect world. Number three. I have salon just seated at the table. number two, okay, number two, I kind of had a mix up, so all this time I was thinking Miguel kaleidoscope Dream was one of my favorite was one of my favorites, which it is a favorite, but this isn't the album. It's Miguel All I Want is You was number two for me, and number one is actually one of my top ten favorite albums of all time, Ryan Leslie, Ryan Leslie. So that's my list, and then it was two, two uh, like honorable mentions. It was anti that didn't make my list, and then um, anti that didn't make my list, and then Electric Lady by Janelle Monae that didn't make the list, but they were very close. So that's the list.
0: All right, now I she did ten years, so you went back twenty nine, twenty nine, two thousand twenty, mm-hmm, two thousand nine, right? Mm-hmm. I went back to 2014, the end of 2014. But actually, no albums from 2014 made my list. And I was like, dang, am I tripping? So even if you go back like five years from right now, that's the end of 2014 anyway. So it's mm-hmm. not many albums that would even count to go in there anyway. But then mm-hmm. I went and looked back to see if I'm tripping. And I looked at what was the top R&B albums of that year. Week year. Mm-hmm. Week year. Did, did any of yours from 2014?
1: 2014, um. No, that's what I was thinking. So, 2013, I got, but I, that's what I was looking at. I didn't see anything really for 2014. Was, was, it was a bunch of what stuff that came out. What came out in 2014?
0: Do I you mean, remember? Um, yeah, I got a couple. Tinashe came out. Party Next Door oh. Party next door 2 came out.
1: Tinashe had a nice mixtape.
0: Uh, Tiana Taylor 7 came out. Not good. Uh Trey Song's Trigger came out. I mean, it was a, it was a bunch of albums, but it wasn't... None of them to me were
1: D'Angelo came out there good enough year. to
0: be in the top ten for me. So okay. none of them even made it. D'Angelo
1: and Jasmine Solomon came out there. That that's what it was. All
0: right. So like I just said, nothing from 2014 made it. So all of mine pretty much are 2015 up until now. So I'll tell y'all what what I consolidated from um, uh, the entire list too. Now don't don't hit me up saying yo you forgot this. this. No, I didn't forget nothing. I only added what I liked enough to even give a chance in consideration, mm-hmm. right? So all the ones on this list, it's not like they're my favorite albums, but I thought they were at least good enough to for me to even think about it, for me to listen to again and say yes or no if it make my list. I'll go through the entire list. Anti, A Seat at the Table, Lemonade, Royalty, Control, Shea Butter Baby, Trap Soul, True to Self, Heartbreak on the Full Moon, One Up, that's T-Pain, Party Next Door 3, Indigo, Trip, Keep the Same Energy, Ella May, Sex and Cigarettes, American Teen, War and Leisure, Blonde, Malibu, Starboy, Beauty Behind the Madness, Sweet Sexy Savage, that's Kalani, Campaign, Her, Chasing Summer, Awaken My Love, Free TC, Freudian, East Atlanta Love Letter, Oblivion, Aquarius, Party Next Door 2, 7, and trigger. East now, Atlanta love letter. Now I had to look up East Atlanta love letter, it and I was, wasn't I looked gonna that add up it. Too. It was under uh, it was with under alternative R and B and soul. So I was like, I'm adding it because it was too fire.
1: See, now I was gonna now, say that, to but him, I don't think that no, I don't no, think you can no. do that. But you can because I'm gonna tell you, they had does, under, they had Drake under take care for that too. So, so what? So you can't. This, yes, you it's, can. because He
0: did way more singing than he did rapping on that album. I don't think if you go listen to East Atlanta love letter, he's singing for like the first ten. He don't even rap until. He gets towards the end of the Awake album.
1: Awake My Love was good. I forgot about that. He
0: don't even start um, sing- rapping until he gets to the end of the album. And it's common to like, yo, I'm just showing y'all but like But he's the rap. a rapper. He's a singer. But he sung. This whole album is singing. This is okay. like all Lauren right. Hill's song- album.
1: And the jab. Okay, go
0: ahead. To me. It's like Lauren Hill's album where he's singing more than rapping. But they call Lauren Hill a rapper. She's- all her best That's music is her That's a hip-hop album. I'm saying. It- but I'm saying the best music is her singing. What, okay. what we care the right, most right. about Expe- yeah, is what she sings. So this East Atlanta Love Letter, all the, you know, this is so I wasn't going to count it until I looked it up and it okay, said ahead. the all RB right. thing. I was like Cuz I
1: saw it too and I was like, mm, I was about to put it down but I said no. I,
0: I only I added it late cuz I'm like, damn, if they counted as R&B, I'm gonna count it. Okay. So, All right. Now my ranking. 10. Heartbreak on a Full Moon. That's Chris Breezy. Love the album. Number 9, LMA. Uh her the album is called LMA great album love it successful all of that shay was arguing with me about that number 8 okay. see number now all of these all right let me tell you what i tried to come up with i tried to come up with a list of what i consider my favorite mixed with albums that performed well cuz one of my favorite r&b albums that came out was joe i am joe thomas you know the singer Joe I Am Joe Thomas That's probably my favorite album That came out in The last five years Favorite R&B album hmm. But I know people Didn't listen to it So I'm not gonna just Add it to my list Cause I don't Why think It not? performed that way I just said I'm trying to mix Do a mixture of things That are like That I like And perform well And try to combine the two Okay
1: well you should've said that Also that
0: was... Well okay. you Nah you come up with your list However you want uh, okay. That was just my That was just my way But uh Another album was um Neo's Good Man Okay I love that album, but I didn't see nobody talking about it. There's some great music on there. That's one of my favorite also R&B albums, but nobody talked about it. So I, I'm not going to just add it just because like I love it. So that's the reason that it's not on here. Neil, you got a great album. I know you're listening, bro. You know, <laughs> big, big foreheads got to stick together. Your forehead a little bit bigger than mine, but that's only about the fault because I got hair still. So Free TC is one that did not perform very well. I mean, it, it was talked about. People discussed it and things, but I have it number eight. It's just so good, I just couldn't leave it off of that money. Okay. Free TC by Ty Dolla $ign. And also, Ty Dolla I think, is scared to put another album out because he can't make another one that good. Because he put out Campaign. Campaign wasn't that good. Free TC was good. Came out 2015. Number seven, East Atlanta Love Letter. <laughs> if y'all heard it, it's self-explanatory. The album is fire. Really from beginning to end That's a fire album Like The features are great On that album Pure fire Number six Lemonade By Beyonce I mean Talk about Hype and impact I mean This is probably Impactful Like Like when it first hit I mean Number one Not much bigger than like Like everybody stopped To watch that HBO documentary Like it was A thing Like she put the song Formation on and performed it The next day At the Super Bowl I mean this is a massive hit Lemonade. However, as big as it was, it's not the best out R&B album. So you know, it's still number five. So it's still a very—I mean, number six so is still a good album. Number five is Trip by Ella May. I mean, not Ella May. Trip, sure. Trip by Janae Eichel. Sure. That's a long album. It's like two hours long. But that's the kind of R&B I like. I like that long, slow music. She got a couple up-tempo joints on there, but most of it is like long and slow. I wish Summer Walker would have. Made her joint longer, and I might have ranked it higher. It just came out though, but trip trip is a very very, very, very good album. I think it probably has more of a cult following though I don't know how big of a success it was commercially, but the cult fan base for it
1: I mean, I think she got like a Grammy nomination for it that means it yeah, she got
0: nominated, album. but the, it's like a strong cult following for it though very strong um follow number most, four
1: most of her albums aren't so.
0: Yeah, but that one, to me, is a little bit more polished, though. Plus, I like the Big Sean features on there. Uh, she just... used her boyfriend well at that time. I, I liked him. And he was doing some duet, a little duet, harmonizing with her a little bit. Sure. I like that. Number four, I have Her, the, the album Her, H.E.R. That's the one she got the Grammy for. For whatever reason, they consider that a compilation album.
1: Because it was more like a mixtape.
0: But they considered it an album for Grammy time. They right. I, it.
1: I, it confused me because I remember we were arguing about it before, and I said... You were talking about that album. The uh, I used to know her. No, I just
0: thought that her was too old to have run the Grammy that it won. That's why. Well, I mean, I it was
1: off. that album. But
0: it actually did win. So it I mean, won, but I'm just saying that's old.
1: one of my favorite ones. That one is well. Uh, okay.
0: So yeah, I got her number four, man. That's just like to me. Her is just that album is just um.
1: It's long too, and it's likes, good.
0: Yes, it's, I like long um, mm-hmm. R&B, album, but it's uh, which is why I got a Chris Brown. I really, if I was just doing my favorites all chris brown's all his albums that came out the last five years would be on here hmm. but i didn't want to do them like that uh her is like her is good you want to know one thing though when i listen to her i don't believe her when she talking about sex she sounds like a virgin talking well
1: i about mean sex. she's a child
0: she's not a child she's in her 20s she's 21 oh. plus she sounds like a virgin you know how like Somebody she who could don't.
1: be she just sounds pretty. She sounds good. No, she,
0: she sounds knows. good, but she don't sound believable. You know how you, you listen to street stuff and you're mm-hmm. like, eh, he ain't never done that. That to me that sound that's mm-hmm. like her. She sounds she like she has
1: like the opposite effect of like somebody like Maya. What you mean? Like the, the singer Maya. Like she No but what effect? People people know her like Maya or Chili, like people know them to be more like prudish, but they they sing very, very sexual and it's almost like Lusty, very, very lusty to where you will, you believe that they might be like quote unquote like a freak. Not, but
0: me. people, those two people don't give. I was thinking you say opposite of Rihanna.
1: No, no, no. I'm saying Maya is somebody that's like completely different from what she sings, right? Like, very pe- people say in the industry that she's very prudish, like, very right or like Mariah Carey, just people that's so very, she's very more picky. like her, her more, is like them. M- more like her. But oh, I'm yeah. saying when she, on her music and Maya's music. The lustiness and the sexiness and the you know that stuff is very believable. Like they they have a I way of being very I sexy. I don't get that they're, energy from they're them. They're super sexy people. Like Maya is like based whatever by her looks. Her she's cute, but she's somebody that is very sexy. I don't
0: get that energy. You don't from get her. that from her. Hells. Okay, her or Chili. I don't get sexy from them at all. Well, I get cute, but not sexy.
1: Really? From no. Maya? I mean, you do you listen to a lot of Maya's music? No. It's it's very I like. I
0: have, but I never got sexy. It's very
1: like sexy Janae, like, like super, to me, super super what I'm sexy, sexy Janae. People
0: who are not believable.
1: Okay. Well, that's I'm what just I mean. saying she seems more believable. She seems like like how people talk about like how Trina raps raunchy and nasty she and seems this believable. and that. But then other people talk about Trina as being very reserved and like how she really is very reserved, very picky. Really is. I'm, I'm.
0: She's really a freak. She's just not in public.
1: I'm saying like girls rapping about like sleeping with women and ain't like people talking about being lesbian. Like look at uh, Nicki Minaj talk about threesomes with women and stuff, and they say she's she's never had a threesome with a woman before. I'm just saying very believable like that. But go ahead.
0: I was saying her her doesn't have the sex. I know. I'm just saying so I said. She's the opposite. She doesn't but. have the believability. But to me, Maya and Chilli definitely don't. I was thinking more like she's the opposite of like Rihanna. Rihanna has all the believability when it comes to sexy, like when the sexy lyrics. But she seems Rihanna. like
1: a person that's sexy. Period. Though, like that's what right. I'm saying. I'm so. not saying
0: personality opposite from music. I'm okay. saying that the music not being believable. Okay. Like, I don't believe her. She sounds like a virgin talking about sex. Hmm. even with her song on Chris Brown's new album Indigo I'm like you, you ain't you ain't gonna do none of that stuff you talking about but that
1: wasn't a sexy like song anyway yes, it, was. it was like a we should come together we should
0: be that I ain't never did with nobody else you could have me that's, however you wanna have me take that's very me.
1: very virgin-esque like okay yeah. oh I wanna do no, something no, no, no. with you it's like yes I wanna <laughs> do so-
0: it's like have your way with me almost like I'm the biggest freak with you no that's not what that, that is means. what the song is about man
1: I, that's one of my favorites on that album and I'm just saying
0: the song is supposed to be a I'm going to be your freak. that's not, not what words. she's
1: saying. She's, she's saying that I'm trusting you with my body and I would like for you to you do. Body. And I would like to just do whatever that you want to do. Exactly. Um, he has her on the album. Shades he wasn't being Raimi. disgraced. He wasn't being himself. Like, I'm not put it on your face and do this and that. He's not do- he does that in she's every saying. other song. He wasn't no, doing he that don't. there.
0: He don't do that in every other song. First of all, secondly, she, she was talking like, you can do whatever you want with me. That's right. Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: No, that's very virgin esque. That's, that's very virgin,
0: like do what you want. What virgin is like do anything?
1: No, that's <laughs> that's, not that's like talk. okay. I'm I'm I will take direction. I'm not gonna. I don't know what to do here. That I'm inexperienced here. So I am gonna take your that lead is on things. Not what she was saying
0: in that song. You need to go back and listen. I, I listened listen many times. I, I
1: like the album. I'm, I like Lucy. that song specifically. But I'm saying Come it's on, very virgin esque. But go ahead with your. She's
0: virgin esque.
1: Period. Okay. Go ahead.
0: I don't believe nothing she's saying about sex. She talks about it a lot.
1: Okay. She gotta
0: relax. You need to get some experience then come back to the drawing board. What? Okay. Get some experience. That's all I'm saying.
1: Like got you that Missy to...
0: feel. When I think about it, it's that Missy. Oh, feel. don't do Missy. Missy's come fix. on, now. hold on. She spent 20 years talking about penis. Oh no. Knowing she didn't like penis.
1: How do you know that? Missy like.
0: All right, never mind. We don't have to. All right. Why How you do you I know it? The number three best out. Her. Right. And I think her might like girls too.
1: Okay, so. But, so
0: I'm saying she's talking. So to, what
1: about Alicia Keys? You think? What
0: about
1: her? People been saying Alicia Keys been a lesbian for years. You believe her? I don't her?
0: think she talk about sex that much though. Alicia Keys, hers talk about sex a lot. People
1: said Alicia Keys was a stud.
0: What I'm saying is she don't talk about sex that much.
1: She talk about wanting men and, and <laughs> very about, weird like relationships, ways that women. Dovey. Dovey. She
0: not talking about her bedroom though. Her be trying to get into the like baby making music.
1: No, she don't.
0: Come on, Listen to the music. She be talking.
1: She be talking about love, like she and be talking some, about a sex a lot. Like little, the new millennials' way of dating and stuff like that. She's talking about like sex
0: that.
1: a lot, man. Too much
0: for, for me to know that she's faking. The number three album of the last five years, Scissor Control, amazing. I, I'm trying to think, like, what critique do I have for that album? I actually don't have any when I think about it. Mm. Scissor's album is a good first album to come out, like your first official studio album. Very, very, very good. I mean, it's Grammy-nominated. People love it. There's a, That's another album with a super cult follower. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it did have some popular music on there, Weekend, which mm-hmm. I feel like her song, uh, Weekend,
1: Garden, oh.
0: kind of pushed R&B back to the rap radios. Because I remember listening to Streets 94.5 at mm-hmm. one point. It was no singing. It was no singing happening unless a rapper was singing. Wasn't no R&B on there at all. You now. See, what?
1: Well, I feel like the Rihanna in... Um, what was that song? Was it Rihanna and Party Next Door or something? Because uh, I think that was around the same time. Um, no, I'm, never mind. It was Kendrick. It was Kendrick. Loyalty. That would be but I'm saying like, that's a rap
0: song with singing on it. But I'm saying like, this weekend is a slow R&B song. That joint was coming on Streets ninety four five. Anybody that's in Atlanta, you know Streets ninety four five is a, it's a DJ owned radio station. It's a rap radio station, like they play the best new Atlanta rap, but the best rap period. But they started playing Weekend on that. Jo- like so, Weekend, I feel like really knocked the door down. And, and, and is
1: that is that the one with um?
0: That's what you are talking about being a side.
1: Tra- Travis, kid. I know, but I'm saying it's Travis got Oh, on the that? album. Is he this, on the weekend? No. Who's weekend
0: which one is, is Travis Scott on? Uh, Travis Scott is on the, the other single. Um, the first single that Love was Love Galore. Um, yeah. Is that la, it? La, 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 okay. All right. I'm just trying to figure. I as didn't listen,
1: guys. I didn't listen to the album like that. I mean, I listened and I didn't, you know.
0: Um, Control is a very good album. Actually, you know, in my mind, I was like having these conflicts, like, I because look, this is how you I ain't go. taking
1: number one.
0: No, why? Well, uh, so number two. And I'll discuss more. Number two, I have Anti by Rihanna.
1: Mm-hmm. Anti
0: by Rihanna, cleanest like as far as mastered, mixed and mastered, Sounds cleanest great. album Clear. that I've heard since Watch the Throne. If y'all listen to Watch the Throne, it's super crispy. Whatever type of thing they got going on with that, they did the same thing with Rihanna's Anti. Fire Some and actually guy's
1: named Dean something, Mike Dean, most, Mike whoever Dean whoever
0: started. Um, he he's both of those albums, but he's a producer though.
1: No no he's engineer he's an engineer. Okay, Mike Dean is the engineer.
0: Okay, the um, the the anti starts with SZA. What well, she's on the first song. I don't know if she's the first verse you hear, but she's definitely on the first song, "Consideration," on there. Uh, for a lot of time, um, my favorite song on uh, anti was was Desperado. And actually, I like the regular version of anti better than the deluxe version. Even though "Sex with Me" is a good song, I was cool it's with beautiful. the version that they put out before they added those extra songs. Anti very 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 good song. Actually kicked off a year of amazing music that came out 2016. Uh Anti man Kiss It Better, Kiss Love it better. on the Brain. Love on the Brain was was amazing. Okay. Everything on that album is amazing to me. Really. Um she had uh Travis Scott on there too. Um Desperado. I feel like need me. What's the
1: song? Sex with me. With me, that's the that? one they added later oh that that was amazing that she had work amazing. on there with drake work is uh, one of my favorites that was a
0: major song that year that was one of the biggest songs that year um and it was a good song it went number one in the country um work the great. song needed me i still feel like it's a matt barnes disc i mean whatever mm-hmm. uh yeah man very good album and then number one i have a seat at the table now a seat at the table is one that i feel like i i Cause I think when I first heard it, I didn't like it.
1: You didn't.
0: When I, I first you liked heard it. it, right away. No, when I first heard it, no.
1: Okay.
0: When I first heard it, I was ranting like...
1: ranting and raving about it like the first week, like.
0: No, definitely not the first. When I first, well, heard I was like, yeah, first, you was that you morning. It. I was like, oh no, this you is. You liked it. it immediately. This is everything. But a lot of black women liked it immediately though okay. when they first heard it. I thought I was, you did too, but okay. No, nah, I mean it didn't take long for me to catch on though. I was like, was probably a week or two, and I was okay. like, oh yeah, this is fire. A seat at the table is like one of them albums that's classic. I still listen to, I, I still listen to pretty much all these albums on here except mm-hmm. Lemonade. Uh, yeah, I still listen to pretty much all this stuff.
1: You say you don't listen to Lim- Lemonade? That's
0: the only one I don't. I listen to it like randomly at
1: times. I remember but you not told me that before. I don't know how you feel about it now, but you said you were going back and listening to Lemonade, and you felt like. Lemonade were, was better Than a seat at no, the table No I was saying
0: Or did it, it No I said Lemonade would be remembered Because it was a bigger moment Like I said in Okay 10 I thought years, you
1: When you were saying I thought you were saying say The sound of no, it was no, no. better I was I saying you...
0: that in 10 years I'm talking about How people change history Because they don't remember What was going on at the time So at the time Everybody knew That a seat at the table Was better than Lemonade mm-hmm. But 10 years from now The people that's young And didn't, wasn't really Moving around like that They gonna think about The moment They're going to think about the Formation video coming out, the Super Bowl situation, the Jay-Z beef and all that type. That's what they're going to think about. And they're going to say Lemonade was clearly bigger. People change history when they're not there at the moment. That's what I was saying. I was saying Solange is not going to be remembered. This album ain't going to be remembered by the culture the way it should be. I can already see it. I already know it. A Seat at the Table, when you listen to it, it don't sound like any time period. So immediately when I listen to this album, I get... Um, Baduism vibes And I just compared it to In my mind immediately And I also yeah. feel like Control goes in that same basket
1: What, Baduism?
0: A Seat at the Table And Baduism Oh They're not the same type of album They give me the same type of Timelessness Like When I listen, When I listened to Those albums When they first came out uh, A Seat at the Table And um, Control They didn't sound like Nothing they only sounded like they self and i feel like uh albums that don't sound they not trendy at all ain't no See, trendy I, music I, I on none like that i felt like
1: control time. was super trendy
0: what was trendy on it I, I, it don't sound like none of the other r&b i'm
1: saying just like i said before when i was telling you, i i'm a Sizzle fan and when she had when she came out with that album, it was different from what she had put out prior. It was like she went to this new trendy way of singing, like this new like she wasn't singing. But what did it anymore. sound like? I'm saying she wasn't like, like she's actually a singer. She wasn't doing like the little. Weird voice, like she, she. It's just I don't know how to explain it. They just have this weird like type of singing voice now. Well, she kind of changed it for the album, so it seemed like that was more trendy. She don't seem like she would go into not saying anything bad about the album. She just don't seem like she would go into some as. Uh, Something that stands the test of time, like a Baduism, or like maybe like a suit at the table. Control or, is
0: gonna stand the test of time.
1: Or like a.
0: It don't sound like nothing.
1: Miseducation, Lauren Hill, stuff like that.
0: But hey, think about that time period. What does control sound like?
1: Control sounds like.
0: Like name another 2000s, album or, or artist. I mean,
1: like. Uh,
0: it don't sound like no other albums that came out any time ever.
1: Okay.
0: It don't like even people after it. It wasn't like impactful enough for anybody to copy it. But it don't sound like nothing else. Okay. Like, of all of these albums that I, that I named on my list that I was considering, none of them have, like, the same... Like, first of all, SZA is a writer. Solange is, too. Erykah Badu is, too. Mm-hmm. When they are able to write their own music and they are high-level lyricists, which they should be considered, they just have a way with saying certain things. Like, like... As much as people looked at her like a rat when she made Weekend, it was a hit because it's like, that's how people moving around out here. I don't know if she was moving like that, but she she tapped into that essence, though. Even if she's not the side chick type, it's yeah, almost like when Neo writes a song for says. a woman. He's not a woman, but he tapped in. Mm-hmm. That's what she did. She was tapping into that, um, that thing. I don't know if she really might be that, but she was tapped in and... She's good at writing things like, make is she, it's like the Drake thing. Drake got so many quotables because he's good at making you feel like you're the one saying it. That's what she did with that album. Like the song, Um, dang, I, I love this song. And I, I'm not good at remembering song names. So I just got to sing the joint. <laughs> Open your heart up, hoping I never find, oh, Let's hoping sing. you never find out. Um, <laughs> That I'm anyone
1: else.
0: Okay. No, no, no. Hoping I never find out that you're anyone else because I love you just how you are. Damn, I'm mixing the whole thing up. But it's, it's pretty much, she's like insecure. She's like, yeah. I hope you don't really.
1: I wish I knew because I don't know anything. Yo, listen. Really
0: this I, album. Okay. The Scissor fans are going to look at me like I'm crazy. I love this album. I just can't remember exactly right now because it's 930. I'm tired. But that song is hard. All the songs on this album is just fire, though. 20-somethings, like the joint she got with... Um, so
1: why you don't got SZA number one? Because you still, you know, I don't understand it.
0: Well, I'm only bringing Scissor back up because I, I said A Seat at the Table is timeless, but control is timeless. But it seemed like
1: you liked SZA number one. Like, why like I, said, was... I
0: gave you my list? Why are you, why are you trying to tell me where I put the album? Go ahead. What do you mean? Anti is cleaner.
1: Mm-hmm. A Seat
0: at the Table is more timeless.
1: All right. And SZA is what?
0: Scissors is a classic, also. It just ain't better than these other classics.
1: Got you. And LMA
0: is number nine.
1: I thought you had her as number five.
0: Number five is Trip.
1: Oh, Trip. Okay.
0: Go ahead. By uh, Janae Eichel. Okay. Um, now, some of the. Yo, look. You see how much marking and changing I was doing on numbers? Because mm-hmm. I was moving. I was like, damn. I was
1: mean, doing that too. Just I was I this. was
0: moving this Sur- around. Because look, Campaign. I was thinking Campaign was the album that was real good. But then I went and look, read it.
1: Well, I, I knew I you like the free put, TC thing
0: the TC I one. put eh Cause I'm like that this ain't as good as I remember But I was mixing it up with TC though mm-hmm. Free TC That's all we got for y'all today I'm tired mm. This episode is gonna get chopped And screwed If I feel like it
1: I'm
0: tired too If I feel like it I don't know if I'm gonna feel like getting into it Because there's a lot of spots
1: so
0: what are you saying? Peace. You want to tell them something?
1: Else? No.
0: Peace out you